Hi there. I'm Jen Hale Christie, and you're listening to Preach Her. This podcast is designed around the reality that many of our churches are shrinking because we haven't created a place where everyone can belong. So if you're seeing that reality in your own church, or you've experienced that and left the church, this podcast is for you. Welcome. One quick note before we jump in. If you haven't already done so, I encourage you to check out and join our Patreon community. It's an awesome way to join me and others in this good work, whether you want to support women preachers and make sure this work continues, or if you want to partner with me and have actual direct input, there are opportunities for you to engage at whatever level feels good for you. So click the link in the show notes and let me know what you think. And quick shout out to Steve, who just joined our Patreon community. Welcome, Steve. Today, we are taking a little break from our regularly scheduled programming for a bonus episode. This is the last episode of season two. And before we kick off season three next week, starting to work our way through the book of Acts, I wanted to share with you some reflections and an experiment, because this is kind of a big deal when a decade rolls over, right? So since the decade was coming to a close, like many people, I started taking an inventory of the last 10 years and looking ahead to how I'd like the next 10 to go. And when I actually sat down and wrote about where I was 10 years ago and where I am today, I was blown away um, by the experiences, accomplishments, all the growth, the learning, and most of it, I wasn't expecting, you know, 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, we had been in our very first house for about six months with our daughters, Anna, um, who was two, and Lucy, who was six months old, and our yellow lab, Jack. I was in the midst of interviews for a position at Pepperdine, and I was, I mean, I was already working there, but I was interviewing for a different job, and I was thrilled at the chance to engage in full-time, you know, quote, real ministry at Pepperdine. We'd been out of grad school and living in Southern California for three years. We had some pretty good friendships and were feeling more settled in that respect. But once we bought that house in 2009, we felt like, oh, like we could exhale, that like we could actually afford to live there and make it work. I had had a handful of preaching and speaking opportunities. I turned 30 that year and I felt like it was really time to step into my calling. Motherhood was difficult and wonderful, and it grew my heart like I never knew was possible. I really um, honestly struggled and resisted through pregnancy and breastfeeding, and my relationship with my body was really tested. You know, gaining that much weight, like I gained like 60 pounds with Anna. It was was outrageous. Um, But so like gaining all that weight and then struggling to lose it, like losing those last few pounds, I mean, that was tough. Um, Not to mention the permanent changes, you know, the curves you lose and the ones you gain. Anyway, now 10 years later, we're living in Beaverton, Oregon, and I am finally living into this full-time writing and speaking dream that I've had for so many years. We added two more kiddos. We lost one dog and added another dog to our family. We have a beautiful home, great neighborhood, great school, great parks. Like it's just a great place to raise a family. We have plenty of space here for our own family. And we have found really a sustainable pace um, and quality of life here. We have so much that I am thankful for. And now I'd like to tell you about all of our amazing accomplishments over the last 10 years, wrap it all up in a nice big bow and sail it off into the interwebs. All right, full disclosure, you guys. 
I recorded this episode for you yesterday with, <laughs> this, is what's, this is what was coming next, a full six minutes of all the things that I was surprised by and proud of accomplishing over the last decade. And then after I recorded all that, went about my day, um, I just grew more and more uncomfortable with that piece of content. And here's why. Um, While we have taken some incredible strides as a family, uh, as a couple, and as individuals, and it would be perfectly fine to share that, um, that was not the goal or the plan of this episode. So it was time to cut away what was no longer needed and um, really get back to the original intent of this episode. So a few months ago, I started working with a coach, which was an incredible gift. Her name is Sarah Goodson, and she runs a business called Three Beats Consulting in the LA area. We met actually years ago when we were both working at Pepperdine, and now we both find ourselves in the entrepreneur space. So Sarah's business focuses on helping people discover and move past whatever has been holding them back in business and life so that they can get deeper in touch with themselves and really level up. Um, which is definitely what I've been looking to do. Um, I'll include her details, um, her contact information in the show notes in case anyone would like to connect with her. I had truly, truly a phenomenal experience with her. Um, So I had already been doing a lot of reflection, but Sarah asked me to also think about what I want most out of the next year. Um, She just kind of phrased some questions differently that like shook things loose for me. So professionally, I said, I want a strong business that is um, bringing about the full inclusion of women in the church, that is inspiring, encouraging, and equipping women to step into their power and voice and influence and live fully into their calling. Um, A business that is providing hope to those for whom church has met rejection, that's providing a sustainable income, and that is centered on writing, speaking, and podcasting with online courses and books in the future. Personally, I said I wanted to maintain margin and build in even more, more margin, more breathing room. I wanted peace, kindness, and respect to really be like the guiding um, forces in our family. I wanted to honor and love my body. You can see I have like a lot of body image stuff coming up. Um, But anyway, I wanted to like um, not berate or compare or be harsh to or feel badly about or, you know, be jumping from one diet to the next. Like I'd been in denial for actually quite a long time that I, what I was doing was dieting. I was like, oh no, I'm just doing this like new food thing. Like I'm going paleo or I'm going um, keto or whatever. Like it's just a different way to eat. Yeah, it's a diet. Okay. Um, so I wanted to take a fantastic vacation, um, maybe as a whole family, maybe with just Dave, maybe one with my mom and my sister, maybe all of the above. Um, I wanted continued strong friendships. I wanted to start really focusing on hobbies and recreation. Like um, I love playing the ukulele. I love to go roller skating, but these are things that I just don't do very often because we'll get to that later. Um, And I wanted to spend quality time as a family, like in the evening um, reading, but you know, like reading to the kids before bed, like they all still, even at their ages that they are, you know, Anna at 12, like she still would love to be read to if I was willing. Um, but like sometimes just playing a game or, or other things that we all enjoy. And as we talked about how this might look, this process of visioning for the future revealed some, um, deficiencies. Like we uncovered some limiting beliefs that I have about myself and about other things. I learned that I hold myself back and I have some fears around success and, um, I dream small to make sure that I can accomplish my goals. Um, Like I won't make really huge dreams that seem scary because I want to make sure that like I can check off the boxes and like, you know, feel like I I made it. I did. I did what I set out to do. 
Um, and then like, I have this habit of depriving myself of fun, of play, of recreation until like I've earned it by doing enough or being enough or whatever. Kind of messed up, I know. Um, but one of the most profound things that Sarah shared with me was this. She said, you get to show up in your business in the way that you want to help others show up. And that was a huge aha moment for me because I want to help women step fully into their calling. And so this is an opportunity for me to model that, to to stand up and step up and lean in and and embrace it, like go for it. To, um, to address the limiting beliefs and fears, Sarah offered me this practice that I had never engaged before. Um, it's called self-forgiveness. And like you, I mean, I have done my share of forgiveness work over the years. You know, people hurt you or, you, you know, they disappoint you. And you know, you know that holding on to that hurt or that anger, that resentment, bitterness, whatever it is, like holding on to that negativity um, towards somebody else for what they did, like we know that that hurts us more than anybody else, right? So like we know we need to um, process that, forgive and and move on. But um, I hadn't like realized that I was holding things against myself or that like I had lies that I've been holding on to, um, things that I would just, you know, beat myself up for. Um, if you are part of our Patreon community, you heard some of this on the, um, exclusive video, first one ever that I shared, um, last week about like talking about criticisms of myself and need for validation from others. Um, so this self-forgiveness practice, it involves six steps, which I'll tell you about later, but the fifth and sixth ones are where you list the specific things that you forgive yourself for, and then you reframe those into the truths that you need to believe and that, uh, and live into. So Sarah and I had processed this experience and, um, she offered an idea. What if you shared about this on your podcast, you know, like a little break from the regular programming to let people hear more about, you know, who you are as a person, about your struggles and your healing. And I was initially unsure, but the idea continued to grow on me. However, when the time came to record, I found myself focusing more on the decade in review part. All right, this is confession time, you guys. Um, so to be fair, that decade in review stuff um, was part of what we discussed in our work together, you know, like looking back on the past, looking towards the future. Um, but anyway, like I was focused way more on that decade in review, like let's go through all the milestones over the last 10 years um, and like not so much focused on the self-forgiveness part. In fact, I think I even talked faster <laughs> in that part of the recording, like let's get this over with. We're just glossing through it, like acting like it's no big deal. Um, and so I had to start over again today, um, to really be true to what I set out to do, to share with you about the really, <laughs> truly hard inner work, um, that I've been doing lately that we all have to do, um, that maybe will spark something in you or shake something loose for you. So with that in mind, um, I'd like to share with you about the self-forgiveness practice, like what came up for me. And, and just so you know, like, um, to do this self-forgiveness practice, you like write out and speak. Um, these statements that are, you know, I forgive myself for it's, it's a formula. Um, and then you turn those into truths at the end. So, so here's, here's what I needed to forgive myself for. I forgive myself for judging myself as unworthy. I forgive myself for judging myself as not enough. I forgive myself for believing I have to be perfect. I forgive myself for believing I'm not perfect at my core. I forgive myself for judging others as not enough. I forgive myself for believing I don't deserve to relax or have fun. 
I forgive myself for believing I have to do all the work before I can play or have fun. I forgive myself for believing I shouldn't have nice things. I forgive myself for believing I need to earn love. I forgive myself for wanting the approval and affirmation of others so much. I forgive myself for judging myself as vain. I forgive myself for judging others as vain. I forgive myself for believing that wanting nice things is vanity. I forgive myself for believing that resources are scarce. I forgive myself for denying myself as a punishment for not doing or being enough. And when I started to reframe all of this, here's here's what came up. Here are the truths. The truth is, I am enough. I am lovable and loved. I am accepted and worthy and perfect as I am, including my body. I deserve to enjoy life and play and relax and have fun. Money is neutral and doesn't have to feel so heavy. There is enough for everyone. Everyone around me is doing the best they can. I am doing the best I can. There is enough. I am enough. We are enough. I was surprised at how difficult it was actually to offer myself forgiveness for certain things, especially like when I compare that to telling myself those other statements, you know, the truth is this. Um, and I think it might be easier for me. I don't know if you feel the same way. I think it's easier to speak the affirmations, even if I only believe them half-heartedly. Um, but when I start a sentence with, I forgive, I know that I better, <laughs> I better mean it and believe the words that I'm about to say. So this process, this experience of self-forgiveness, it really has me feeling more grateful um, and more contemplative about it and, and really curious. Um, recognizing and naming some limiting beliefs and lies that I tell myself and judgments against myself, like that process, it gives me, like I, I feel more freedom and like these things are loosening their grip on me. This um, self-forgiveness process, it is, <laughs> it is hard inner work. Um, it may sound kind of easy, like as I have just read off to you, like these, these um, I forgive myself statements that I wrote out for myself, and then the truth statements that I wrote out for myself. But it is seriously hard inner work. Um, but it's such an important process of discovery. Like I told you, I, um, like I, I don't play the ukulele or go roller skating or like do other things. Like I don't, you know, like sit down and play a game with the kids after dinner. Like Dave will often do that. And I'm like, oh, I got to clean up the kitchen. You know, like, I mean, yes, somebody has to do it and things have to get done. But like, I, I just, my go-to is to deny myself that, you know, fun thing, whatever it is like, oh, there's a, there's, you know, this long list of my to-dos, like other things I should be doing. And so I just, even if I might think like, oh, it would be like, maybe I should go see if I can play that on the ukulele. Like I, I will, I will just tell myself no, because there are other things that I have to do or should be doing. Um, and so that's just one example, but I think this process, um, like it's such, um, it's such deep inner work, like revealing to you things, um, things that you maybe have been telling yourself or ways that you have been like harming or denying or punishing yourself um, or judging yourself. And um, I mean, that's such, such critical work for us to do for ourselves, you know, for our own behalf, but also like on behalf of others, because so often like that criticism that, that we, you know, the, the judgments that we're making against ourselves, like 
we're making those judgments against other people as well. Um, so that's just some of the stuff that came up for me in this. I hope this is helpful to you. Um, if you're interested in learning more about, about that, um, forgiveness practice, the self-forgiveness practice, I'm happy to share resources or, or point you to them. And I would just love to hear about your experiences with this. Like if you choose to practice it, or maybe you have, maybe you already knew about this. Maybe you've been doing this for years and you've got all kinds of inner healing happening. I would love to hear about that. So, um, hit me up, let me know. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. And as always, if something in you was stirred today, please reach out. Hearing from you really does help to shape the future of this podcast. You would have the greatest impact and opportunities to engage by joining our Patreon community. I mean, seriously, you guys, you get bonuses, our monthly letter delivered to your inbox. You could have a monthly phone call with me or even get to visit Portland and help produce an episode. I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, all of those are at Jenna Hill Christie and everything is linked in the show notes. Um, so if you're out on a walk or you're driving or whatever, don't worry about it. Um, you can just check the show notes um, for easy access to all of that stuff, all the links. Um, one last thing, you would also help others to connect with and discover the work if you would subscribe and rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which I know most of you are listening um, listening to this podcast through there. Um, so that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.